On May 5, 1962, Malcolm X gave a speech in Los Angeles, California. In that speech, he made three profound sentences. The most disrespected person in the United States is a black woman. The most unprotected person in the United States is a black woman. And the most neglected person in the United States is a black woman. In 1962, I lived 40 miles east of Los Angeles when he gave that speech. I was a 14-year-old Negro girl in the eighth grade. I lived in a household with my father and his wife, my mother's eldest sister. 1962, my father raped me for the first time. My name is Teresa Willard Hughes, and I've developed a podcast series to talk about how I made it and so many other people did not. I was a voiceless, powerless child. I was raped, not in a ghetto, not in a barrio, not in some rural community, but on a friggin' cul-de-sac in a big-ass track house with bad shag rut. My father raped me on the kitchen floor when that bastard climbed off of me, leaving me laying there, he said for me to clean up the mess that I had made. I grabbed my clothes, I went to my bedroom, and I cried. I held on to Effie, my 11-inch gray crocheted elephant, dressed in a pink and white dress with a matching hat that was sewn on her head. And Effie had been my voice all of my life. I think I started hearing her when I was about three or four years old. I was abandoned by my mother, rotated between my grandparents when my grandmother wasn't dying, and whoever else would take me in as a child. I was that unwanted kid that nobody wanted to look at. But it was Effie's voice and her calmness and her ability. She allowed me to be okay. And on that fateful day, when I laid on my bed sobbing and crying, it was Effie who was the voice who said to me, get your ass up off this bed, put some clothes on, and you go in that kitchen and you sit down. At the now, mind you, I was a freaking mess. My face had begun to swell up. My hair was all off on end, and I put on a pair of sweatpants. I was in pain from the being raped. And I limped my butt into that kitchen. The kitchen sat down at that table, and it went silent. Effie and I declared war on my father. We were determined that these bastards were not going to defeat us. It's taken me almost 50 years to be able to finally talk. February of 2020, I launched a podcast series called Rape, Childhood, Sexual Violence, and Incest. I didn't know how to do a podcast. Hell, I did, couldn't even listen to one. It's a little sidebar. I'm deaf. I was 71. I've lived a very successful life on the surface, but nobody really knew how much pain that I lived on me. And it was time for me to talk. It was time that I thought that people who look like me be able to hear what I said. So I did this podcast, as I said. Surprise, surprise, doing, I had no clue. I finally got a Facebook. I got a, uh, what do you call it, an Instagram. I'm now getting a blog. Uh, apparently, I'm getting a Twitter account. I have a website, strongpowerfulandvictorious.com. And what we've done is that I decided we're going to have people listen. Lo and behold, we're listened to in 59 countries. 
we were a 2020 Black Podcasting nominee. Not bad for someone that didn't know what the hell I was doing. I've listened to people from all over the country who's emailing all around the world. So one of the things that I chose to do was develop a podcast, a very special series to talk about three generations of African-American women coming together and sharing our voices on childhood sexual violence. The thing that is unique about us, I think it may be inherently being African-American women, women of color, we never saw ourselves as victims. We've seen therapists, we've talked to therapists, we've had therapy. And every time somebody says you're a victim, you go, no, not me. I wasn't a victim. I was victimized, but I was not a victim. Didn't want to be a survivor like God only knows. That's not something you want to strive to be as a survivor. That's the cross between dog paddling through life in the middle of the friggin' ash ocean. Most of us black women don't want to mess up our hair. The other part about it is you pick up a lot of knuckleheads along the way. You know, we could do knuckleheads on our own. We don't need to have to be like, that's my goal in life is to find a new knucklehead. There's a little more. But I realized is that each of the three of us wanted more out of our lives. And we wanted more for our children. We understood that we were the economic engines of our families. So we never got caught up in that whole victim and survivor instinct. So when you listen to this podcast, It'll be done over five episodes. Carmen is the youngest one of us. She's 39. She was raped when she, between the ages of four and six. Like many of us, she, she did okay for a period of time. And then about the ninth grade, she fell apart. Ninth and tenth grade, she fell apart. And she was, you know, depressed, didn't do well in school. And then she was diagnosed, misdiagnosed as being bipolar. So there's one. The second woman is Deborah, but being quite, being a black woman, I envisioned her age because that's not what we do. Deborah is that phenomenal mom that we all want. She is the mom we all either want or want to be. She found out her daughters were sexually violated. It was 20, almost 20 years after it occurred. She confronted the predator, confronted the predator's family, and then she called the cops and had his ass arrested. And then there's me. I'm the moderator of this whole thing, and I am proud to be able to put this five-part series. So what you're listening to now is the first one, is, a, is the introduction. Is the, first. the second one, you'll hear Carmen's interview, a phenomenal woman, that, as you'll hear. The third one will be done by Deborah. The fourth one is the combination of the three of us talking, because God only knows, three black women talking about a subject we went on. It's been edited down so that you can listen to. The fifth one is what I think that we everybody wants to know. What can we do? What can we do to make a difference? And that's what this final podcast will be. What all we can do. In late March, we're going to do something incredible. We're going to launch a movement. The Understanding Betrayal Movement. If you've been victimized currently now, it's been 50 to 60 years like it's been since I was first raised. We are going to launch a movement for us, those of us who look like me, come from communities like me, to have a conversation. This is for us to talk, for us to share what happened to us and how we're able to move forward. What methods did we learn and how can we improve and help others? It's a way by which those of us who have made it in some way can give back. But it's also for those of us who have been stumbled along the way, have fallen, had crashed and burned, those of us who have been incarcerated, 
for them to be able to have a voice, for people could understand what happened. This is a movement that I've never done before. So Lord, Lord, the landlord, that's why I'm taking it till so late March to launch it. And I think that what it will do, it will give us voices. So I hope you join us in that movement. And then the first part of April, we're doing something profound. I've worked in this field on my own for 40 plus years, and I've watched programs that are primarily for what we call the Monica approach, the average white girl approach or how you should do things. I've developed a program for all of us of color with the name of Tamika and some other damn name. This is a program that recognizes the roles of culture, the role of race, the role of gender, the role of sexual identity, and how all of that impacts how we are looked at, how we are perceived, and how people who in authority do not recognize our needs. So we're building that program. We're going to invite people to join us in that. But we have developed this infrastructure model that people can be able to go online and be able to get a copy of. And what it does is it shows sexual violence and how it's able to continue for generations and how these predators prey on us. They don't prey on us because, like everybody says, because they're threatening our family members. Hell, they are our family members. Let's just be clear. But we are talking about that. We're going to talk about if you're going to a doctor and any healthcare provider, we'd love you to listen to our program. Because when we go to the doctor, we are silent. We don't tell you what happened to us because we are filled with shame. I learned as a kid never to go to the bathroom at home. Why? Because I was terrified to have my pants down. So I learned to hold my bowels and my urine for hours on time. They could go for two days because I couldn't go until I went to school or I was in some public place. Years later, my bowels and my digestive system are a mess. I had, my tailbone is completely out of whack. And when I went to see an orthopedic, he said, do you realize that you have an old hairline fracture? Do you know how you got it? Truth be told, I ain't telling his ass because I don't know him. And I don't want him to know my truth because I'm ashamed. As African-American women or women of color, even those of us with insurance, we get delayed care because we don't want to go in and we don't want to talk about what happened to us. So by the time you see us healthcare providers, we're in bad damn shape. We're going to talk and do a program for teachers and healthcare educators. Why? Because it's important for them to learn what we found out from the conversation with Carmen that kids don't talk and then we get misdiagnosed or they're sitting in class silent. They only see us if we're acting out. And a lot of kids act out because it's the only safe place that they can at school. And then with the zero tolerance program, they're kicked out. This is going to be a groundbreaking movement. I hope that you join us in this and I hope I can figure out how to do it. But in the meantime, I want to say to you, stay blessed, stay strong, and God bless you all. Thank you again. This is Teresa Willard Hughes. Take care, dears. Bye-bye.